On the third day of oral submissions in the SRC International Trial, it was finally the prosecution's turn to go before Judge Mohammad Nazlan Mohammad Ghazali. While Najib's lawyers have repeatedly put forth the argument that the former Prime Minister genuinely believed that the money in his account came from the Saudi royal family, the prosecution today dismissed this argument, saying that it was not possible that Najib had no knowledge of the ongoings in his personal account. By the Malaysian insight, this is the people versus Najib Razak. Follow us into the courtroom where it all happens. I'm Patrick Teo. Najib Razak was greeted by his loyal supporters when he arrived at the KL court lobby this morning. Though he was wearing a mask, it was obvious that the former Prime Minister was in a good mood. Dressed in a beige suit, paired with a diamond pattern tie, Najib stopped to fist bump with some of his supporters before making his way into the court complex. This morning, Najib's lawyer, Havindajit Singh, continued with the defence's oral submission, this time focusing on the Arab donations. Najib had previously stated that he genuinely believed that the money in his private accounts in Ambank came from donations by the Saudi royal family. Harvey said to show that there was indeed a criminal breach of trust or CBT, the perpetrator requires actual knowledge of the source of the money. In this case, the lawyer said, Najib had genuinely believed that the money he spent came from the Arab donations. He added Najib had no reasonable cause to question the source of the money, given that he thought the money was a continuation of donations from the Saudi royal family. His belief that the money had indeed come from the Saudi royal family was further bolstered by the four Arab donation letters signed by Prince Saud Abdul Aziz in 2014. The lawyer further argued that it didn't matter whether the Arab donations were proven real, as the crux of the case is whether Najib believed that they were and acted in good faith. He concluded by telling the court that the letters from Prince Saud and the fact that it had been provided to the relevant authorities formed the basis of Najib's belief that this money was from the Saudi royal family. And with that, Harvey ended his submission. Court took a short break and Najib went to sit in the front row of the public gallery and chatted with an aide. When proceedings resumed, Prosecutor V. Sitambaram started off with the prosecution's oral submission. Sitam started by addressing the defense's submission on why fugitive businessman Lotek Joe former SRC CEO Nick Faisal Arif Kamil and others were not charged as conspirators in the case. The lawyer said the fact of the case is that Najib is the one on trial for CBT. The monies went into the account of Najib. Because the monies went into his account, we have to trace back the events that led to it, whether he ought to have known it or turned a blind eye, Sitam said. Moving on, Sitam brought up Najib's bank statements. He said it was fascinating that Najib had never looked at his statements for five years, from 2011 to 2015. 
Najib's lawyers had alleged that the statements were kept away from him by Joe Lowe. However, during his testimony on the stand, Najib, after intense questioning by Sitam, eventually caved and agreed with the prosecutor's suggestion that there was no scheme to withhold the bank statements from him. As the account holder, Najib had the right to access the statements at any time and therefore there was no scheme to keep the statements away from him, Sitam said. Sitam continued with his submission, this time addressing the defense's argument that Najib's signatures were forged. During the trial, the defense had argued against the authenticity of the signatures in certain documents alleging forgery. The prosecution, on the other hand, had grilled Najib repeatedly over his inability to authenticate his own signatures. Sitam pointed out that the question of forgery never came up when Najib gave his statement to the Malaysian Anti-Corruption Commission. It was only later in the trial that he testified that they might not be his. The prosecutor said that the burden of proving that the signatures were forged falls on the defence, since it was them who brought up the matter. After lunch, Sitam addressed a point raised in the defense's submission that Joe Lowe had been acting reactively when he transferred funds into Najib's accounts. The prosecutor, however, points to instances where Joe had taken proactive steps to ensure that there were sufficient funds in Najib's account before he issued checks. This, he said, was to ensure that they won't bounce. Sitam added that Najib and his private secretary, the late Azlin Alias, were also in contact with Joe to ensure that the cheques written by the former Prime Minister went through. Joe Lowe was not reactionary in funding the accounts, but rather a visionary, Sitam said. The prosecutor concluded the prosecution's submission by telling Judge Naslan that the seven charges against Najib, three counts of criminal breach of trust, three counts of money laundering and one count of abuse of power still stand. He said, quote, We want the court to look at both sides. These are all part of the evidence. It is not like a movie where you can edit out certain parts you don't like by saying that the court should not consider certain parts of the evidence, unquote. And with that, proceedings adjourned for the day. The trial will continue tomorrow morning. This podcast is produced, written and mixed by Revati Supramaniam. I'm Patrick Teo.